Joseph, I was so fucking tired to you this morning. Because I stayed up mad late. I was dead tired. And I stayed up because you told me 12.30. And I was up. I tried to stay up as much as I could. But 1 a.m., I fucking, like, about 1 a.m., I remember, like, like, last time I looked at my phone, it was 1 a.m. And I fucking passed out. Mind you, I had to get up at 7 because I had a client at 8. And I overslept. So my client is beating down my door, all type of shit. And I mean, banging on my phone. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so hard. I'll be there in, like, five minutes. I had to get my shit together. I didn't even brush my teeth, and I had to do that lady hair. And it was a crazy day, and I was wild tired. It's not your fault, but because I was saying that I could do it. Imagine if I actually did it. I would have been up even later than that. So I'm just talking shit, and I'm complaining a little bit, but it's not that serious. Um, yeah, did you figure this shit out? How about you figure it out before you make an appointment to do a podcast? How about that? Yeah. Let me know when you figure it out. I'd rather have depression and I'd rather have anxiety. You don't see what's going on inside of their head. It doesn't mean that they're not struggling. And to ever let depression and anxiety have extreme stress like that. Some people have the response to freeze. And apparently that's your body's way of reacting. <laughs> oh my goodness. I gotta see that. Wait. Choose to use my depression and anxiety to make others happy. Because personally, that is the cure. Pray for me as I pray for you. I wish you peace and love. I have been a trauma therapist for over 15 years and I have trained with a variety of modalities of treatment of trauma. So I was very excited to start working with MDMA, uh, MDMA assisted psychotherapy for treatment of trauma. PTSD can look like chronic stress, anxiety, depression. People have high distress when they remember the, the event that happened or are in places that remind them of what happened. And it's a chronic condition that can last for years. The MDMA modulates the activation in the part of the brain called amygdala, which is responsible for the fight or flight response and that allows people to access parts of the trauma that would be otherwise difficult to look at or difficult to process. So the MDMA allows us to do more effective uh, therapy with our clients. Right now we have research with, with PTSD, there is a possibility of using this medicine for other mental health conditions and so the more research is available the more we can show the lawmakers how beneficial this medicine is. I didn't come up with this. I found this on the paper on the floor when I was walking to my car yesterday. It's pretty cool. So, it says here, number one, do you always ask for advice? Chances are, you have low self-esteem. What the hell? <laughs> I don't think I, 
don't think I always ask for advice, but I think we do often search for validation. And that makes sense, so I guess. Number two, do you feel lonely most of the time? You need to acknowledge that you have a lot of free time. Still lonely? You create closeness with people who don't understand you. Hmm. And that got me thinking. I think, uh, no one ever picked this up. Like, when I was at work yesterday, I was like, what the heck? I don't think I feel lonely most of the time. I actually enjoy being alone. There's um times when I want to be with friends, but I think right now it's like more important to be focused on whatever I'm trying to build. Because, I mean, the person who I talk to the most is like uh, double my age. Okay, never mind. It's kind of me. He's like probably like 10, 10 years older than 15. But I find that like we can have a conversation. We talk about the same things like social media, how we can grow, how to make money. Like, you know, those real thoughts that you should be thinking instead of, oh, guess who I banged last week? Or guess what party we went to? I don't know. Like, I just can't talk about that stuff. Like, I can, I can fake a conversation and be like, oh, that's so cool, man. I wish I was there. Damn, I missed out. Well, really, I, and like the dance, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I, you know, I don't like, you know, I don't like try to like limit myself in life. I still know that this is the time to make mistakes. It's the time to learn about anxiety and feel it. So that when we're a little older, we can control it better. I can't imagine like being, you know, in my midlife and not understanding what anxiety is. So I think some of us who experienced it in a you know, younger age, we kind of have an advantage because like, there's probably people right now who have like no idea what anxiety is they're just having a time of their life but it's gonna hit them and it might hit them in a bad place or a bad time and they're not gonna know what to do so at this age I'm kinda like getting to that point where I see my anxiety as a strength. I see my anxiety as almost like a superpower. It keeps you 
I want to say not safe, but careful. It keeps you smart in investing. It keeps you on your toes when you're in danger. And it always has no expectations. So, like, when you have this mindset, you're kind of maturing faster. And a lot of people around you are not gonna understand what you're doing or why you're doing what you're doing. But that only makes sense because you're still building. It's like, you know, when you see someone or like a, a building that's being built, I said this before in a podcast, nobody really cares about kind of the construction. You know, the construction is what's ugly. And remember, like, you know, when there's construction, there's like traffic. When there's construction, there's like dirt everywhere, dust everywhere. So no one cares for the construction. And that's what you're going to. You are being constructed. You're constructing yourself. So if people are like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Or, or you don't do anything? Or, or what's wrong with you? All of it is because you're in construction. No one cares about construction. Unless you're in real estate and stuff, but we'll talk about that in another conversation. <laughs> Everybody only cares about the finished product. That's what they see. We pass by constructions all the time. We don't look at it. We just feel like it's an inconvenience. And we kind of, you know, turn a blind eye to it. But we notice it's grand opening. We notice when there's growth of people like, you know, putting their eyes on this construction that's now a masterpiece. You know what I mean? So, damn, I went really deep with this one. So, number two, I'm only on number two. <laughs> oh my goodness. Cause I, I, I'm reading number three and I'm just like, nah, this, this doesn't make sense. It's about money, but, or about being rich. I'll say it, but I won't really comment on it. It says here. If they are rich, they deserve more respect. People tend to respect those who have everything than those who are struggling financially. But respect isn't carried, or rather, respect isn't earned by how much money you have, rather by how humble you are. Okay, never mind, that made sense. Number four. Someone is being attacked in public. And instead of helping the person, the crowd is just watching. 
This is known as the bystander effect. Fearing that's likely to help someone if there are other people around. Mm, I don't know. I don't agree. But. Yeah, these are. Whoever wrote this or put this on this paper, it's like. Thank you for giving me content. But. That is kind of true. We do. We do actually, you know, like, I guess I'm not the kind of person who pulls their phone out and starts filming a fight. Because I already know there's like 10 other people doing it. But I sort of, well, you, there's, there has to be context. Like, why is it, why, you know, like, why are they fighting? Is, if one person's getting bullied, then of course, probably I'll step in. But if it's like, two guys who have a disagreement, and they're just duking it out, I'm not gonna get in between that, because I might get hurt. <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm a small person, so, you know, I'm not the bodybuilder type who can, like, you know, just, you know, get in between them and then, because you're basically going to become a third person to fight. So, I think this makes sense. Um, but yeah, like I said, context matters. Number five is, if someone asks you a question, they usually don't ask. Chances are, they already know the answer. So learn to speak the truth. It will save your relationship. Oh. That makes a lot of sense. I think that is so true. We do ask questions when we know the answer already. I remember like like in relationships when you would be like, is this really what you want? And you know, like, damn, it's like, fuck. You know, like, you already know what they want, but you're asking that question. It's kind of weird. But yeah, if someone asks you a question, they usually don't ask. And it's already already know the answer. You can even apply this in, like, employment. You know, maybe they ask you, did you do this? Or did you not do that? Most likely, they're like testing your integrity or telling the truth or testing to see, yeah, basically your integrity, which is like almost everything. And this economy, it's like, if you can't fit in, you can't have emotional intelligence. And if you really can't vibe with the culture, yeah, you're gonna get ran over real fast. So, <laughs> as someone who's had over maybe 20 jobs, uh, I can say that, yeah, culture is so important. Because if you don't fit in, it doesn't matter how good you are at the job. You're gonna be miserable as hell at that place. 
I'm not the kind of person who spends my time like anymore where I feel like I'm not you know vibing with other people on the team like we shouldn't be working with people who are against us we should be working with people who are on our side so uh, I don't know I just think that's kind of obvious you know team teamwork is a it's not common sense but it's common practice and it's being professional so number six is people have a distinct way of communicating their ideas across this means we are more likely to understand people by listening to what they are saying and watching what they are doing wow psychology we need to learn to listen um lately i've been trying to listen more and let people talk since I'm the one who's always talking yeah sorry hashtag podcaster um yeah like sometimes we have to allow people to become an open book and if you feel like you're not having a connection with people it's because you're not allowing them to open up to be connected to you so try listening more and be genuinely interested in their answer observe what they say observe how they behave when they say it and of course actively listen so sometimes actually this is number seven sometimes the only way to yearn for someone's attention is by stop giving is by stop to give yeah oh my goodness sometimes the only way to yearn for someone's attention is by stop giving them yours some people love the attention when it stops. They'll navigate their attention back towards you. The cycle then repeats. I don't need to explain this one. But yeah. This is just basically like relationship uh, advice. So. But yeah, it's true. When this is like the same thing when they say silence is louder or silent yeah it's like silent. what is it sometimes silence is louder than words especially with women oh my goodness don't get me started number eight we tend to miss moments and how they made us feel not the person themselves uh, I can relate to this one a lot. Sometimes I tend to think I miss like an ex-girlfriend or something like that. But really, 
when I'm with another to say like I get into a new relationship I realize that it's just that feeling it's the same feeling that you experience with someone else I mean you have to be bold and smart I don't want to say smart my bad but you have to be strong enough to accept change but also accept that these feelings are the same no more no less it's kind of weird because you know sometimes we say like oh I love you more than anyone else or you're the best boyfriend you're the best girlfriend I ever had which is uh, I think you should never say because you're comparing <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know I don't like to compare I actually don't I don't bring up exes or anything but like you know we, we do have the we do have these thoughts and it's not our fault exactly I mean we're still learning our bodies still learning the way our process works we still, we're still learning how to get over breakups. We're still learning how the heart breaks and how to love again, how to be open to be getting hurt again, and how to be okay with being in pain, how to be okay with losing somebody while giving them our everything. So that one makes a lot of sense. Number nine is if you keep your goals hidden from others, you are more likely to succeed. As this enhances your motivation to succeed, people shouldn't know your every move. People shouldn't know your every move. That way, they won't interfere between you and your goals. That makes a lot of sense. I'm not going to go in on that. Keep your goals hidden, everyone. And number 10 is attractive people are not always sincere. People tend to favor those who are charming. But looks can be deceiving. Alright. So I'm not going to go in on those because they're self-explanatory. And I got to get my ass to work before I'm late. But... I really hope you enjoyed those 10 nuggets of gold that I found on the floor yesterday. Yeah, those 10 nuggets of gold that I found yesterday. Alright, so my Bad on the Late podcast has been a busy week. Uh, yeah, so share this with someone who you think might benefit from one or more of the answers or rather nuggets of gold you already know keep attacking anxiety breathe in and out bullshit in shut out.